It's a dog cast, episode number 78, Dogs Lose to Vanderbilt. And kids, seriously, this is going to be an R-rated show. This show has the explicit tag. This show is not suitable for youngsters. It's not suitable really for anybody. So it probably everybody should tune out, but especially kids under 18 need to tune out. This is Dogcast, episode number 78. We're coming to you from the bunker under Sanford Stadium after a pathetic loss to the Vanderbilt Commodores. Humiliating. And I'll tell you, things are so bad, dog fans, that Old Dog got pissed off and slammed the gizmo phone into the wall. So we're coming to you old school. For those of you who don't remember what old school is, you're going to... Be- two tin cans and a string. Two fucking tin cans and a string. And I'm about, damn, I'm, I'm, oh, God, this show's going to be bad. Old Dog, let's get it going, man. All right, well, i tell you what. There's not really a whole lot to say about the game because it really wasn't much of a game. Uh, Vanderbilt came in, one of the cellar dwellers of the SEC, and whipped us. Uh, just, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. First time that they have beat us in 12 years, and I think it's only like the third time they've beat us in 26 or 27 games. Uh, it was just a miserable showing uh, from overall uh, offense, defense, special teams. The baton twirlers dropped their batons. The fire eaters, their flames went out, and the band didn't play worth a damn either. I, I mean, it was just a disgusting, disgusting presentation. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but I tell you what, and I never thought I'd say this, but uh, the dogs of 2006 are the Tennessee Volunteers of 2005. They are a team in disarray. Absolutely. I tell you what, old dog, you know, we could, I could talk the whole damn show about the technical issues, you know, breakdowns on defense, breakdowns on offense, players doing this, players doing that. But you know what? None of that shit makes a damn bit of difference. Let me I'll tell you, and you already know this, I know, but here's the problem, dog fans. It's got nothing to do, and I'll tell you something, I don't really think it's got to do a lot with coaching. You can try to hang this on the coaches, but I don't agree. The problem with this team, old dog, is that we don't have any heart. We don't have any character. We don't have any on-the-field leadership. You know, not on offense or defense. There is not one single fucking player out there who gives two shits. Whether we're up by 10, down by 10, whether we're driving to win the game or being driven on to lose the game, nobody cares. 
Nobody fucking cares, man. They're not, they're flat. Flat from the opening bell. Flat from the time they come out of the damn tunnel in the first half. They're flat when they come out of the tunnel after the second half. They don't give a shit. And the other problem, old dog, is things that we used to think as bedrock Georgia principles. The kind of things that you think are always there. Core values of the football program. We can't even depend on those kinds of things. Coach Rick had a team meeting on the field with the whole damn team at the start of the fourth quarter. And he's over there damn screaming and yelling at them to get their head out of their ass. And they don't give a shit. The fans are holding their four fingers in the air because the dogs are supposed to own the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter between the hedges, and they don't give a shit. Old dog, I am dying. I am starving for the sort of player like a David Pollock that can stay out there and do damn jumping jacks between every play for 60 fucking minutes because he wants it. Hey, old dog, give us the quote from Ray Gant. The quote of the week from this sorry bunch of shit that we've got on the sideline. Give us the quote from Ray Gant, old dog. Well, the one I think that sums it up the best, and one that no player should ever utter, is they wanted it more. That's a quote from one of our defensive linemen. Uh, we have Danny Ware's quote, it's hard to lose. Uh, no, it's, it's pretty easy if you continue playing like you have been. Coach Rick says we need to get back to playing winning football. Uh, Dan Inman, who is probably the biggest disappointment of the year, what we have to do is regroup as a team, look at our goals, and see if anybody still wants to do that. Uh, you know, what kind of talk is that? Where's the fire? Kellen Johnson says they came in and they took it. We're talking about Vanderbilt. They came in and they took it. I'm telling I mean, you what. You know, we're not talking about a powerhouse. Fucking. It was just, I, I think the biggest problem that we've got, and I disagree with you about the coaching, uh, the biggest problem we have is we have no heart, we have no will to win. Uh, these guys think that just showing up, they're going to win, and they don't have to play. Kellen Johnson, another one. Hats off to their offense and their offensive coordinator. Anybody on the field will tell you that they were tough and they were ready to play. And he needed to follow that up with, and we weren't. And that, my friend, goes right to coaching. Well, We were not ready to play. We haven't been ready to play in the last four games. Reagan also said we weren't ready for the challenge they brought us. Derek, that falls directly on the coaching staff. Reagan also we said we weren't ready for the challenge they brought us. By the time we realized it, it was going to be a fight. It was too late. I guess that was when they were driving 65 yards with three minutes to go, or maybe it was actually too late when the ball sailed through the uprights with two seconds to go, and we finally realized that we weren't going to luck out on this one and finally lost to a bottom dweller that we probably should have a couple weeks ago. Here's uh, the thing. Here's my point, old dog. 
I, I'm not saying that the coaching staff gets off scot-free. I'm not saying that damn Willie Martinez is got some fucking golden plan like he knows what's going on. Willie Martinez, we can't, we can't go another step forward with him as a defensive coordinator. But what I'm saying is you cannot coach in. These guys have no pride. Like you said, Ray Gant, I'm telling you what, I would fucking bench Ray Gant for the rest of the season. I don't give a shit if we lose every game from here on out. Ray Gant would not see the field. That guy said that he will not shut his stupid ass mouth. He also said, old dog, that we're a great team. And, you know, you, we need to regroup. And this team has got a lot of this and a lot of that. Those guys don't give a damn. And you can't coach in passion. You can't coach in uh, pride. These guys have no fucking pride if they're going to let Vanderbilt drive it down their throat and then they don't even give a damn. They have no pride whatsoever, old dog. And you can't coach in, I don't think, pride. You no, either see, got I, I disagree it. with you. I disagree with you Damn, there. I don't We're think not talking it. about adults that have already developed pride or not. We're talking about kids. We're talking about lumps of clay. We are talking about people that need to be motivated. Think back to the glory days of our defense under the great Irk Russell. He didn't have the talent that is on that team now. He didn't have people with the kind of speed. He didn't have people with the kind of bench press. Didn't have people that could jump high, run fast. Didn't wear their PF flyers. But you know what he did? He got every possible thing that those kids had. He motivated them. And what motivated those kids? It wasn't themselves. It was a coach. It was a coach and a system. I have I have good friends that I went to high school with that went on to play at the University of Georgia for Irk Russell and to a man they said they would go into battle and take a bullet for him. It wasn't it wasn't that they went there with that kind of attitude. He was able to bring out the best in everyone and motivate them. And more important than the X's and O's and game plans and plays and all of that is to motivate these kids to play because college football, unlike pro football, swings on emotion. And if you don't believe me, all you have to do is watch a tape of the game between Florida and Auburn Saturday night. I don't think there's anyone listening to this broadcast that'll say Auburn has more talent than Florida does. Florida was out-talenting and out-playing Auburn in the first half. And those guys came out with fire and a desire to win and an attitude that they were going to do whatever it was going to take to beat Florida, and they did. Now, I may be a little jaded because my second favorite team in college football are the Auburn Tigers, but my hat has to go off to Tommy Tuberville and what he did against the University of Florida. But the biggest thing, and if I were Coach Rick, I would make my players watch that and show them what a real team looks like and what you do and what motivation will do and what just a will to win at any cost will do for you. And we don't have that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. 
we just don't care. And I think during the game, you and I looked at each other in the third quarter, and I think at the time we were we were winning and they were driving down, and we looked at each other and said, we're going to lose this game because we don't have anybody on the field that gives a damn. And that was the truth. We don't, and I tell you what, I'm not sure it's just the players. I think we got a bunch of coaches that don't give a damn either. Well, I'll tell you what. I give you the point. I mean, there's no doubt that Auburn came out with some damn passion. They played in the second house like their damn house was on fire. And they didn't damn pat each other on the back saying, well, we're a great team or any of that bullshit. They played to win in the second half. And that's what pisses me off about all these quotes with these players. They're still, even after the Vanderbilt game, still patting each other on the back about how cute they look in their damn uniforms and how damn nice they are and what good, you know, I mean, God. That's because no coaches jerked it not in their ass and told them they ain't worth a damn. I know, I know. You're right. I mean, dog. you know, I I, I, I know swear, you're in love a with fucking Coach Rick, and and it's hard for you to realize that he's making mistakes, but he is. No, I and agree. The biggest mistake he has made is aligning himself with a very poor, untalented coaching staff, and we have gone downhill. I mean, since Coach Rick has been there. We have consistently been in the top ten of recruiting classes. Yes. I don't think. And so what happens? I mean, you know, they do these come guys and come get worse. And get worse? God damn, I'm telling you. You what. know, I mean, we're you know we're on par with the rest of the elite in the SEC as far as the talent we're bringing in. But again, we're talking high school kids. We're not talking. I mean, you know, people acted like Matthew Stafford was ready to jump to the NFL. I mean, he was a great high school quarterback. A great high school quarterback isn't a good college quarterback without coaching and training. That's the job of our coaching staff, and it is sorely, sorely lacking. Now, it's one of two things. Either we don't have the talent on the field to win, or we don't have the people that can coach the talent to win. I'd like to think it's the latter, because I don't think consistently year after year after year after year after year, I think that's five times, that with, that all these prognosticators of recruiting classes are wrong, and that what we've got is three and four and five-star blue-chip athletes coming in aren't really, that they're, they're ones or they're nothings. Well, I'm just telling you, I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. We've, get, we've got the damn, we've got the horses out there, and everything we've done up to now has been based on talent alone. But I'm just not willing to let these damn players off scot-free. they got to have I'm not, some I'm kind not of either, fucking but it spine. Starts, it starts at the top. Well, there's no doubt. And, and Coach Rick is the and man. If you're, and if your teacher's don't give a damn, then you're not going to give a damn. Well, Coach Rick has got to be. He's the only one that can get this shit under control. And Well, it ain't, it ain't going to get under control this year. That's, I agree. But I now, mean, because he's got, and, and it ain't going to get under control unless there's some major changes made. And again, I'm going to draw the parallel between last year's Tennessee team and our team this year. Mm-hmm. Tennessee last year was in disarray. They were undisciplined. They didn't care. The team was divided. The team was divided between the quarterbacks. 
they had that cancer, Randy Sanders, in there as their offensive coordinator. And what changed Tennessee from 2005 to 2006? Do they have any great freshman star that came in like a Herschel Walker did in 1980? No, they have the same damn players they they had last year. One coach. And one coach brought in a winning attitude and discipline and a football knowledge of what to do to win. Hey, I'll give you that point, old dog. And I'll tell you what, Willie Martinez has no idea what needs to be done to stop a division, a good Division One team. <laughs> and I'm not real sure what our offensive thing is. I know Neil Calloway is called the offensive coordinator. I've got no idea if he calls plays or whatever. I know he coaches the offensive line, which is sorely, sorely lacking. And, you know, it's just Coach Rick's going to need to clean house. Mm-hmm. Our, I have never in my life seen our special teams as absolutely pitiful as they are now. They're helpless. I mean, we can't return a kick past the 15-yard line and we cannot and if stop. We don't kick, and if we don't kick the ball into the end zone, they're coming. To they're the bringing 50. it out to the forty or fifty. I know. It's pathetic. At every phase, it's pathetic, old dog. Listen, old dog. Let's take a break. Let's take a break and cool down for a second. I got. We got. We do have some news out of Athens for what it's worth. I'm as pissed off as anybody. I got to go to the fucking toilet and puke. I'll be back after the break. We're back from the break. Um, God Almighty, twenty-four to twenty-two, old dog. We lost to Vanderbilt for the first time in twelve years. I want to read to you something, old dog. I was making notes during the game. I know you saw me like scribbling and stuff. I just want to read to you what my notes were during the game. This is what I was thinking during the game. This is this is word for word what I wrote on my little notepad. Dan Inman sucks. He's a big, tall, fucking idiot. Andy Bailey sucks. Paul Oliver sucks. We've not even talked about how Paul Oliver just got his ass raped this weekend. Our de- our defensive backs just in general suck. Those red towels, those fucking red towels suck. I am tired of those red towels. I'm tired of Herschel and Will Witherspoon telling me to get them up, okay? Those red towels, they suck. And then... um 
Oh, dog, we haven't talked about this either. What about us not going for it right before the half when we got down to, like, the damn two-yard line and he sent in the damn field goal unit instead of going for a touchdown there? I'm telling you. Well, I, now, you know, I'm going to back up on that. I can't blame him because we we can't score a touchdown when we get in the red zone. I know. We can't do I mean, shit we, in the we red kick zone. field goals, and there's really no reason for us to waste time or downs. As soon as we get to the 20 or the 19 or anywhere inside that, we just need to go ahead and kick a field goal, be it first down, second down, whatever. Just get you know, the three and get the hell out of there. On the play that would get us into the red zone, we may as well kick a field goal because we are probably the most inept team I have ever seen at scoring a touchdown once we're in the red zone. And, you know, that's not a new problem either, old dog. That no, is not, not a new it, problem. It goes back, and, and I tell you, and I know fans are tired of hearing me say this, but it goes back to we don't have an offensive line. Well, because I agree. Because what gets you into the red zone is knocking the defense backwards. What gets you into the damn box is knocking the defense backwards, and that's what we can't do inside the red zone. But... Um, the only other note I had from homecoming, and just a light moment, the only bright spot, the only bright spot of the day, is that homecoming, old dog, in Athens, we have about 79,000 of the hottest women you'll ever see anywhere in the world. And I got hats off to homecoming girls, man, and what they're, i tell you what, they were the only bright spot of the day. That was the last note I made. I was like, damn, there's about 50,000 hot chicks here at this game, and that's the only thing worth fucking looking at because there's nothing on the field worth a shit to look at. And that damn Michael Adams out there on the field at halftime escorting homecoming girls, he's not worth a damn either. Nobody's worth a damn down there. I'm pissed off at everybody. Well, i tell you what we need to do, and you know we'll talk about this a little bit more. There's really no reason to dwell on the game. I mean, you know, know, it wasn't, you know, Andy Bailey didn't lose the thing by not being able to kick that field goal. We lost it when we couldn't get into the end zone. That's right. Um, Andy Bailey shouldn't even be on the damn field. You know, the fact the fact that we had to hope that our field goal kicker could kick a field goal for us to, to win. To beat Vanderbilt. Or to in go Athens. up by four to beat Vanderbilt is absolutely, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's almost surreal. Uh, you know, we must be in some kind of parallel universe. I don't know when it happened, but apparently we're there for this year. Uh, you know, we, we need to write this season off. I mean, you know, we need to get you out your, your two-cycle engine motor oil because we're heading for the full-on weed eater bowl in Freeport, Louisiana, <laughs> if we even go there. Crank and, it up for the car you know, quest. I know it's, you know, I know a bowl game's a reward for the players, I tell you what, if I were the coaching staff, you know, if I got offered, just decline. You know, the the Music City Bowl or something like that, I'd say no thanks. Just I know, just fucking. You know, because because I tell you what, we're not South here. We're not South Carolina. We're not Georgia Tech. It's an embarrassment to go to a bowl like that. Hell, Georgia Tech's ranked thirteenth. The Bulldogs going into Saturday, we had the second longest streak in the country. When it comes to being ranked in the top 25, that's out the fucking window now. Well, we, we don't deserve to be in the weeks. top 25. I know. 
Um, 86 weeks of being in the top 25 out the window. I know we don't deserve to be in the top 25. I'm not trying to make that case. I'm just saying, see you later, top 25 ranking. Hell, Georgia Tech is ranked 13th in the country. We've got to yeah. play. Well, we, they ought to be. Hell, I know. We've got Auburn, Florida, and Georgia Tech, three top 15 teams. And if we don't, if we don't do and something we know, dramatic. And we know what we do when we play a top 15 team. Oh, my God. We'll either give up 500 yards in offense. Or let them score 50 or more points against us. I know. We just lay down. We're in awe of them. Old Dog, we do have two pieces of real news. We do have some fans around the world, some listeners that don't get all the dog news we have. In a positive sign, we have one piece of good news, one piece of bad news. Thomas Brown, our sometimes starter, sometimes third stringer, hell, who knows. You never know from one week to the next if he's going to be a starter or sit in the bench. But either way... We know about and Thomas Brown. Not to interrupt you, but that's part of the problem. I know it's part of the problem. That's why I'm done talking that about it. And, and that ain't the players, baby. I that's know. the coaching staff. I know, and I've called Rick on the carpet for that shit already. Quarterback committees and running back committees are bullshit from the top. There's no doubt about it. But Thomas Brown's year is done. ACL torn, out for the season, done. Okay? So we can put that shit to rest. It's Craig Lumpkin and Danny Ware for the rest of the year. They are not going to burn Moreno's, no-show Moreno's red shirt under any circumstances. So it's Craig Lumpkin and Danny Ware for the rest of the year. That's the bad news. The good news is, contrary to what Rick said on Sunday afternoon, he has named the starter for this year, this week's game at quarterback. It is Matthew Stafford is going to be the starter. So I believe that's a positive sign. He understands that this season is a fucking wash. Us trying to get Tereshinsky his playing time, that's a failed experiment. And in our, we need to start built looking forward to next year. And, hell, we're not going to win many more games anyway, so we might as well start trying to get Matthew Stafford some seasoning. Stafford's the starter. Old Dog, what do you think? Well, I think that's a good move, and I tell you, quite frankly, uh, I would probably do that a lot more positions, too. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I would, um, I, if we've got some talent, which I think we do, some youngsters on the defense, especially on the defensive front, I let them play. Let's let them get some playing time. Let's well, let them see what it feels like to be in a game. And I do the same thing with some of these redshirt freshmen we've got that are uh, offensive line backup. Because I tell you what, you do not get the feel for the game in a practice or even in an inter-squad scrimmage like you do in a real game. And I tell you what, they can't do any worse. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I mean, say. I'm, just, I'm just hoping at this point we can beat Mississippi State and we can beat Kentucky, and I've given up on the rest of the games. Now, that doesn't mean I won't be there. That doesn't mean I'm going to be cheering. That doesn't mean that I don't want the dogs to win. But I tell you what, I'm a realist, and this is 1979 all over again. I, I tell you, I'm feeling you, old dog. And, like, especially you're talking about an offensive line. I feel the same way about defensive backs. We need to get those damn freshmen in there. I think Asher Allen, C.J. Bird, Prince Miller. Hell, Prince Miller needs to be on the field. The worst he could do is get his ass burnt to a fucking crisp. And you know what? I've seen Paul Oliver get that done to him I don't know how many times by damn substandard basement-dwelling SEC receivers, what the hell? Prince Miller can get his ass burnt off just as good as Paul Oliver. So let's get the well, freshmen to playing you, part of that, part of that's the schemes we're playing. Too. I know it. I mean, ever since, you know, we're, we're wide open down the middle on every play. 
But God I mean, damn, old dog, Paul Oliver will not come inside the damn hash marks. He will not come inside the hash marks for any damn reason. Not to make a tackle, not to defend a receiver. Hell, it's like there's a damn wall out there or something, a, a damn force field. Could be one of those force fields like they used to have in Star Trek. No shit. He will not come inside the hash marks, man. Paul Oliver is scared of that damn hash mark, baby. That's all I know. And I'm just tired. I'm tired and I'm pissed off. I'm tired of making excuses for these damn shitheads. And they come out with these damn quotes about how they're still a great team and they got to come together and they got to. You know, that's bullshit. It's just bullshit, old dog. Well, we got well, a million. I mean, you know, I, I think most everyone can feel the passion that we have for the dogs. And I think probably our listeners have the same. And I tell you, this is, a, this is certainly a low, low ebb in Coach Rick's tenure as the Georgia head coach. And uh, he, you know, he needs to step up. He needs to do the things. And I'm not talking about, you know, any kind of quick fix in the next game or two. Yeah, I'm not talking about baby steps. He is going to have to step up. He's got some real, real hard decisions to make. I know probably one of the things that you love about Coach Rick, but it also may be one of his downfalls is his loyalty. Uh, you know, his loyalty to D.J. Shockley. And granted, D.J. Shockley was great the year, his senior year, the year he played for us. But the fact that we ran this two-quarterback thing when we had David Green there and he felt compelled to put him in and things like that, it just – and I hope he doesn't have that for the coaches. Apparently he did for Martinez when Van Gorder left. Didn't even look outside – for a defensive coordinator, it was just handed to this guy who has proven now beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is in over his head as a defensive coordinator or we don't have the talent, and I don't think that's the case. No. I I think we've got the athletes, and I think we've got the people that can play the position if they are properly coached and if they have the right schemes to do it. I I don't think the players that Auburn has or any better than ours. I don't think the players that Florida has are any better than ours. But I do think they're much better coached. And they've got that lust and that want to win. That's what matters, old dog. And, it's, and, that, I, and that, my friend, comes from the top down. Well, I'll give you half of that, but I'm telling you, we need some damn senior leadership. We need some guys with some passion. I give you, I mean, I don't know. I can think of examples, but they're not really relevant here. I'm not going to bring up shit that other schools are doing. But I'm telling you what, when you see a damn senior just make a play over his head, a play that saves the game, you think about, um, I mean, you just think about guys that come up big when you need it, when you got to have a sack or you got to have a stop or a pick. I mean, you know, that comes from the passion. That comes from the core. Of when these you guys. gotta have a guy catch a ball in the Gator Bowl and run ninety-four yards for a touchdown to keep your undefeated season. A guy who decides that I am when not going to be denied. Kick a sixty-three-yard field goal against Clemson to win. That's what I'm talking about. And you know, that's I think that shit comes from inside. I mean, I think there's something where that kid says, you know what, I am not going to be embarrassed by Vanderbilt. I am not going to lose. We are not going to lose this game. 
I mean, we got. I mean, I'm just spoiled to David Green and David Pollock, man. Those guys are on the field. We leaders. were also spoiled with a good defense and a good defensive coordinator. I know. How in the world can you let Vanderbilt drive 65 yards God, on you damn it. and kick a field goal to win, knowing? It's awful. That you're not going to get the ball again and you're not going to have a chance. And I'm not talking about Vanderbilt hitting a 60-yard pass. I'm not talking about something happening in last year like it did last year in Auburn's game where there was one huge play that does it. I'm talking about a team that methodically drives drove down, your down the throat. field. I'm talking about a team that on fourth down got five yards because we were giving them a cushion. How in the world on a fourth and five are you playing soft and letting the guy catch the ball? I know. Let him catch it and then just run upfield. When you know he only got us to get five yards. You I gotta mean, be was, in his jock strap, you know, dude. God I, I, I don't know what I don't know what the thinking is. And again we don't need to rehash it. I know. We lost that that game was lost when we ran out of the tunnel and had no will to win. We had no fire right from the get-go. They came out looking half-assed on their level of intensity right from the damp from before the game even started. Old dog, we got to can this show, dude. Let's just put this yeah. show up. We got fifty damn audio comments to listen to. We're gonna play some audio comments. Let you guys see what you guys think. You know what we think. It's a fucking tragedy. It's a damn disgrace. A total disgrace on the Bulldog Nation. And I, I, that's all I've got to say about it. I'm beside myself. I think I'm going to go throw up again, old dog. You got anything else, old dog? That's it. We'll be back Let's for the wrap Mississippi it up. State. We'll, we'll be back uh, Wednesday or Thursday and uh, have a little... Well, we probably won't have a better spin on it. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, we... We ought to beat Mississippi State. Hell, we should have beaten Vanderbilt. You damn but, right. Uh, Hell, all we're, bets we're not are gonna off. Beat no one playing like we are now. Uh, it's gut check time for the dogs, and uh, either either they're gonna either they're gonna rally and play and uh, possibly win two or three more games, or they're just gonna fold it up, mail it in, and uh, you know lose the rest of them. Hell, and hell, I'm telling you, for the first time in Coach Rick's career, I'm telling you, I don't know what's gonna happen. Because with these candy asses we got on the field and these candy asses we got in the booth and on the sideline, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Who knows, man? Who knows? Mississippi State may come in here and pile up 500 yards on us. Who knows? We'll see. Dog fans, that's it. I'm sorry it's not any damn happier news, but, uh, you know. Well, I sure don't think anyone was expecting any. Hell no. Guys, from Vancouver to United Kingdom, this is the DogCast signing off. You guys give us a call at 706-534-1516. Tell us if we're right. Tell us if we're wrong. Uh, you can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. And um, if you're really pissed off about this show and you really think we're wrong, send all your comments to old dog at Dog Nation Podcast. <laughs> and tell me why I'm wrong. Tell him why he's wrong, by God. That's right. Put, tell me, tell me, we've got coaches that are coaching up like they ought to. Put tell old me, we got players that are standing up and doing what they need to do to win a ball game. Damn it, damn it, dog fans. That's it. That's it. Because I, because I sure want, I want to be wrong. 
that's it from Sanford Stadium, guys, here into the bunker. We appreciate you guys listening as usual. Thanks for the feedback. Thanks for all the audio comments. We feel your pain, dog fans. We'll be back on Wednesday or Thursday with a pregame show for Mississippi State. Mississippi State coming up this Saturday at 1 o'clock, not on TV, nowhere but the radio. So that's it. I'm not even sure they're going to put it on the radio. Hell, I know. Who cares? Who cares? Mississippi State versus the Dogs. Bulldogs versus I, – I tell you this, the damn Bulldogs are going to win. That's all I know for sure. Dogs, we're out of here. Give them hell. Hey, guys. It's Bo from Lawrence, Kansas. I'm out for the Vanderbilt game. Flew down. I'm tailgating with Drew from Athens, the number one fan on the Dogcast – we're pre-gaming, we're boozing, we're cooking the dogs. We're going to go to that game and tear it apart. Georgia's going to freaking dominate. I can't wait to see Georgia victory. Number one Kansas fan, out. Hey, Derek and old dog, this is Spencer from Knoxville. I am sitting here watching the Vanderbilt and Georgia game, and today I am officially ashamed to call myself a dog fan. This is absolutely ridiculous. We are getting ready to get beat by Vanderbilt on homecoming. I don't even know what to say. I'm in disbelief. This is just total, I mean, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, I don't know what to say. Hopefully you guys give us a pretty decent post-game show. Give the dogs hell, man. This is pretty bad. Thanks. Yes, sirree, boys and girls. Get ready to attend the Car Quest Bowl. I don't believe this. I, I just don't believe this. They they allowed Vandy to drive down the field. I think we need a new defensive court. I didn't even have to see the game. Just what I was able to read on the Internet, line by line. Just raw play by raw play. We need a new defensive coordinator. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. It's Saturday afternoon. It's bright and sunny here in the Washington, D.C. area. My wife wants to go to the mall. I'm going with her. Bye. Oh, boy. My dreams of being able to beat Florida this year? Forget it. We'll be lucky if we go 7-4 and four the rest of the season. Bye. Hey, guys. Jeff from Boise. I'm down here on East Campus Road looking at the empty stadium. All i got to say is WTF, man. WTF. I always try to look on the bright side. Only bright side I can see is Tennessee lost to Vandy last year. Looking pretty good this year. We can turn it around. This year is lost. Here's what I hope for. Win one more game. Let's go to the humanitarian bowl and beat the crap out of Boise State. Because I hear so much shit from Boise State fans. All I want to do is go beat those guys in the blue turf. Everybody come over to Boise and make a big tailgate out of it, all right? Let's be positive. Let's don't worry about it. Come on now, dog. Let's go. Hi. This is Dogcast Technical Support. Two days after the heartbreak loss, the day after the polls came out, and Georgia wasn't in it for the first time since September of 2001. After listening to the sports report on the local all-sports radio station, wondering why Willie Martinez still has a job. I don't understand it. He can't coach a defense. Therefore, 
we need to go get a defensive coach. Why Martinez still has a job is beyond me. This is the Dog Nation Podcast on the Beltway, heading into Northern Virginia, <sighs> with a heavy heart signing off. Hey, how's it going? Seth from Athens, uh, friends of Drewby. Uh, just want to say, first of all, that today was an absolutely disgusting game. Uh, quick breakdown of what I thought was important. Uh, our offense, amazing to me that we cannot score on Vanderbilt. Besides the fact that we struggled kind of all year long, we've been relying on Katu too much, and now we got Bailey. But, I mean, it's ridiculous how we cannot get it in the end zone. With guys like Marches Milner just dropping the ball like that, it's just ridiculous. We, should, we have to score. On, it's Vanderbilt. Above all, it's Vanderbilt. That's just ridiculous. And on defense, weak, flat. Now, we've gotten guys, letting this quarterback scramble out of the pocket, you know, finding his guys, and our defense is sitting back there just watching them. Just let it happen all game long. This is not even a good team. We should just show up and we beat this team. That's all it takes. Special teams look flat. Look like they've been taking a nap out there. Like, you know, just our returns, 10, 15, 20 yards, barely anything. Thomas Brown getting hurt? Are you kidding me? It's just ridiculous. And also the fans. Like, it's a joke. They're booing, booing our own team. Like, why are you even there if you're going to boo us? And then leaving early in the third quarter, I can't even believe I saw that. I see red shirts walking out of the Stanford Stadium. We're only down by eight points. Ridiculous. And fair weather. Calling Mark Rick this and that and saying this and that. Maybe, I don't know, William Martinez may deserve some of the criticism, but overall, just weak. Being loud, we're on offense, having not knowing what's going on, just ridiculous. But overall, it's a disgusting performance, and this team is just in shambles right now. We just got to get it together if we're going to salvage anything out of this season. I feel like this season is what Tennessee is going through last year, playing quarterback, rushing roulette. We got, we're throwing different guys in there every play. They had a horrible season. You get beat by Vandy, you know, feels very similar. But yeah, overall, wow, bad. Thought I'd call and holler at you guys. Let me know. See ya. Hey, guys. It's Bo from Lawrence, Kansas. I just wanted to call and say I had a freaking awesome time at the game, believe it or not. I know that's tough to believe for you guys, but I'll tell you what. You guys are still some of the best fans ever. Keep your heads up high. You guys can save this season. Beat Florida. I'm going to come back. I'm going to party with you guys. I love this school. I love this program. You guys keep your heads up. We can do this together. Sick'em dogs. Let's do it. Hey, guys. This is Steven from Athens. I'm here with my friend Bo from KU, the number one KU fan. We're all here hanging out at Kyle's apartment. We're here with Drew Van Gorp. You know, I was going to tell you about this kid. We were tailgating before the game, and Drew B forgot his ticket. It was a huge hassle. I mean, he had to go get it from East Campus. He cried before and after the game. We just want you guys to talk about how pathetic it is that your number one listener, Drew Van Gorp, forgot his ticket. Please give him a shout-out about that. Please, please, please. Hey, this is Brad from Athens. I'm a good friend of Drewby uh, from Athens. You know, we grew up like two houses down from each other. Three houses. Three houses. Anyway, I just want to say, you know, today was rough. It was rough. You know, I didn't appreciate it. I was there. We didn't really have the vibe that we had against Tennessee. But the real thing I want to get across is that Stafford had a good game. Sure, he overthrew one guy, and Bryant can't catch shit. But Stafford is our future. And we all know Joe T. He's not the best. So, basically, we need to play Stafford. Because he's their, he's our future. He's the future, and we got to get him acclimated to the atmosphere. <laughs> you got to get him acclimated. All right. 
Steve-O from Athens wants to talk. Hey, this is Steve-O from Athens, uh, broadcasting live from Kyle's apartment, post-game. Can't believe we lost to Vanderbilt. That's really bad. Uh, I, I personally think that William Martinez needs to go. I think we need to buy back Ryan Vangler. Uh, holla. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Drew from Athens. Uh, I was listening to the show earlier, and uh, Deb was talking about how uh, he was there at the game in 93 where we lost to Vanderbilt. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm so glad. I'm so happy. I never had to experience that. You know, I'm a student right now, Marcus, Marcus Osmond. I will never have to live with the thought of losing to Vanderbilt. Well, I was wrong. They're wrong. And I can't be more disappointed in my dogs. And I ever will in the in the rest of my career because dogs suck today. We lost to Vanderbilt. I'm very upset. All I have to say is, uh, you know what, Will Martinez? I'm sorry. You know what? You're not getting it done, man. You need to get out of here. We need a defense coordinator who can play defense and put our defense players in a position where we can win the game. Also, Tyshinsky, bye bye. Get out of here. Stafford's going to be here next year. You're not. Put Stafford in. Let Stafford play around. I don't care. Whatever. Stafford in. Will Martinez out. That's all I have to say. See you later, Darren. Old dog. Peace. Drew from Athens out. What's up? It's Drew from Athens. Uh, my uh, last call tonight. Um, I'm about to sign out. Go to bed. But I just have to say this. Um, if we're going to lose to teams like Vanderbilt, um, we need to get Joe Tershinsky out of there, put Matthew Stafford in. Because guess what? Joe Tershinsky is not going to be around next year. Matthew Stafford's going to be around next year. Get him the plane, sign the reps, make him learn from his mistakes. Okay, if we're going to lose, if we're going to lose to Vanderbilt with Joe Tershinsky, I'd say let's lose to Vanderbilt with Matthew Stafford. Okay, Tershinsky gone, Matthew Stafford in. Rest of the season. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. Whatever it is, next year we'll be better off. Okay, this is obviously, obviously not our year. So let's make it the best for next year. Um, other than that, I'm absolutely disgusted. Uh, I I can't even put my thoughts into words about this game. But that's what I have to say. Truth from Athens out. See you guys. The vagina built tomahors. What the hell? I'm sorry, it's no longer defense. It's not offense. It's not special ed teams. It's the equipment managers. That's right, dog fans. It's the equipment managers. They're handing out panties to all the football players. And we all know that it's scientifically proven you cannot play football in panties. That's what women wear panties. The equipment manager should be taken to the arches and stoned. And no, that does not mean give them doobies. Send those to me to ease my pain. This is the Displaced Dog from Vancouver, Washington, signing off. I'm now going to go cover myself in diesel fuel and smoke a Marlboro.